0: You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at iwuishow.com
1: Barely different from the
2: next. Uh, Others drastically so. Uh, this is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it.
1: Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 463. This is our Arrow mid-season premiere review. Arrow 610, Divided. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hiya. And, uh, you know, as, uh, on his face, I don't have a lot to say about this episode. I didn't care for it too much. It was okay. I. But, you know. I enjoyed where they're heading.
2: Like, a lot. I really enjoyed where they're heading. Where do you think they're heading? Reconciliation, on a level that makes sense. Also, if I can cut to what I think is the, the major theme of the episode. Uh-huh, sure. It's literally titled Divided. And that's the whole <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, uh, we come up with, you know, two teams. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I kind of hope they take advantage of the fact that, like, if you're Caden, your your problem uh-huh. is like you have this group of people. Yeah, but that's one group of people. Like, if you had two groups, two groups of people, and now you were suddenly like dividing your fronts as far as strategies, like I, I think them splitting up might actually be strategically a better thing. Because that's entirely Maybe. like those are two approaches that might confound him at some point. Mm-hmm. That's like I kind of a major mm. takeaway from the episode is like, well, let's take revenge of that. Like you're not gonna Maybe. see both things coming.
1: I'm just I'm like officially like annoyed with this season. I don't think the uh, the newbies are. Uh, I, I just I'm not feeling them at all, man. Like, I think they're ready. Well, it's not that they're not ready. I think they're being dicks. (laughs) Like, you're all mad because, like, Oliver, like, tracked you for a minute. But, you know, Wild Dog betrayed them. And, like, Dinah was, like, lying about, you know, hanging out with, what's his face, Vigilante. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's clearly tried to, like, murder everybody. Sure. You know, and, uh, you know, I saw somebody point this out. Curtis put a GPS tracker On Felicity last season when she was going to hang out with Helix because he didn't trust her. Uh, Oh, I forgot about that. That's a good call. What are you talking about, Curtis? Like, you spied on us. You spied on her. Shut the hell up. That's a really good call. I'd forgotten about that. Shit. Like, all of them suck. Like... (laughs) All right, that brings even
2: more merit to the conversation that Oliver tries to have, like, later in the episode when, when he's like, Look, we're past recriminations. This is bigger than us. Yeah, and they're still like, "No, we don't no, like you." we uh, go. bunch of whiners. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Also, like, you did get spied on, and you're not comfortable trusting this team. And y- y- like, it's one of the themes episode. You can't go into a battle with people that you don't trust implicitly. You just have yeah. to know that those people have your back. And if well, there's done anything that between, that's a problem. Now, what you're pointing out is this. also, like, we've done this in Arrow over and over, 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 over again. Uh-huh. Like, complete with them mentioning Nelly over and over again in this episode. Oh, my God. I wanted the Huntress <laughs> in this episode. I it did didn't too.
1: happen. I did, like, Nelly being, like, you know, you ever consider, like, a spotlight in the sky? Like, silhouette of an Arrow? Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I just... Uh,
2: I... I... It was... It it was actually a little painful for me to to mention like oh the huntress so objectively and not like bring her back uh, it it hurt uh-huh. it hurt me a little bit
1: I'm I'm hoping that is a reminder mm-hmm. so when she does show up like people aren't like wait what who I forgot yeah. about her like I'm hoping that's a little a little a foreshadowing
2: a little primer um, a little, but a little, you know, little, little go ready I've for it l-
1: no no I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. I loved Felicity telling uh, the, the the newbies, "You don't get to stay mad at Daddy because he read your diary, and you get to just skip out on curfew." That's not the way it works. I loved this. Mm-hmm. Except, does this mean Felicity calls Oliver Daddy? <laughs> no, it ties into the rest of the show where
2: creepy. It it ties into the rest of the show where like Curtis says like. One of you demanded allegiance, and even the camera cuts over to Oliver, who looks a like a little subdued by the idea or humbled even by the idea that like yeah he he really did demand your allegiance i i, I think it's just yeah, it's just the idea of an authority figure that we're we're battling yeah. against here,
1: yeah, but you know Curtis is the last person who should be saying that because you know because when he found state. out what all was going on, all he wanted to do was allege. mhm like. <laughs> No, he
2: wanted to be involved. He didn't want to allege.
1: He he seems pretty allegi.
2: No, he's he's really on board, but he didn't want to be in a situation where it was like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna commit eight hours of my evening. Yeah, like I'm going to go to sleep every night thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna get three hours sleep for this cause. Yeah, well, and turns out they're just like sketching on me the entire time. Yeah, he just it's he shitty. just wanted to come in it.
1: for he just wanted to come in for three hours, get his ass kicked, and then go home and cry to his husband.
2: Well, when, that's what happened you know, up front.
1: It takes you know eight hours to actually a day training to get to a point where you don't do that. Of course, like and yeah, if you're like
2: no, he gets the in a situation where, like, where he, there are like moles he to, and he wants to invest and actually be a part of the team and. Everyone gets that. Like, it, that's a very universal thing. He wanted to be a part of a team that, like, part, being part of a team means you trust each other. Yeah. And it's very but, clear. And that, like, that's part of the theme that they're, they're building right now is like, if you're a team, why are you, you know, uh, engaging surveillance on certain team members?
1: Yeah. But, you know, he's done it himself. And also, when you come into an already established group, um, And the the stakes are life and death, and you know you do some janky shit like Mm. not following orders. Yeah, your ass needs to get surveilled. And every one of them proved has or has proven that they can't be completely trusted. I do agree. I'm not saying I'm not saying the I'm not saying the original team Arrow has been on the up and up the entire time, but (laughs) you have to like you have you know you have to understand where they're coming from at least like. Everybody here has has done the wrong thing. Oliver's offering an olive branch, and there's still being a couple of piss ants.
2: I mean, I I, I actually agree
1: with that. But I also agree with their unwillingness
2: to hop on board. (laughs) 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 Like, it's a shitty situation (laughs) you kind of don't want to dive back into. I I, I can see that.
1: Yeah, I just, you know, what do they think is going to happen, like, not working with them, they're going to be awful, and I'm assuming Maybe, we'll get that but in the coming again, episodes. Again, I keep
2: thinking separate fronts. You can you can take strategies at, that you you can divide your strategy and take it to them in two different fronts. Like I I I think this could be a real positive. I mean, am though. I
1: remembering this correctly? Didn't Dark Archer like completely like take them out like single handedly in the crossover? Is that is that the way that happened? Because that's the way I remember it. Mm, yes. <laughs> Pretty precisely. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but they've learned. Whatever. I don't even know why. I don't even know why Oliver's being offering olive branches. I'm like, let's get rid of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> my, the guy that I took out took all of them out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, we're good here. I, understand. I need to learn how to train better, but train my people <laughs> better. But
2: you say that like you had time. They rush the training, and you know it.
1: Probably they were still training it's been on like these shows a like a year now. They're,
2: like there are even apologies from Thea, who by the way, welcome back. There are apologies back. from Thea about like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't get out in the field. I'm a little rusty right now, but it's it's like you've been as you've been rusty for the amount of time that you've trained. Like you were just suddenly a badass, in, like four months. Yeah, y- you've you've been in a coma for like less like six months. I think she said. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Just get out there. I think you could probably kick some ass.
1: Yeah. You know, Thea was one of those that I was really annoyed by at the beginning of the show. But, uh, you know, now that she's not doing drugs or being a jerk or, you know, trying to kill somebody because she was, you know, brought back from a Lazarus pit. Right. You know, I really like her. Like, she has real agency now. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and the even, stuff I mean, between she's-
2: her and Quentin is fantastic.
1: Yeah, she's kind of just turned into, like, Will Smith's character from the, the Legend of Bagger Vance, where she's just kind of floating about giving, like, sage advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the reference I would have chosen,
2: but okay, I can I can work with you.
1: What was the reference you would have chosen, Jason? I, I don't I don't know on that one.
2: Jiminy Cricket? I, that would have been the first one.
1: Uh, like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump. No, that doesn't work.
2: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
2: don't choose the nihilist who ostensibly chose suicide. No, don't don't do that one.
1: All right. So I love Thea and Quentin together. I, I love the the burgeoning father daughter relationship that they have. I love that she brought in more pictures of Laurel. I that was good. That was good. That's oh, all I, good stuff.
2: I actually liked the whole like. Is that a bottle?
1: Uh, maybe worse. And
2: and photo that maybe was worse, that was a yeah. cool theme. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that was, that was like,
2: I like that. I like that. It's her that's going to talk him into like, maybe we can, maybe we can bring her back. And God, I, like, it's impossible to put yourself in that situation. Like we're in a world where there are multiverses. So it's impossible yeah. to put yourself in a, in, in a situation where you could possibly empathize with a guy. that's like, that's my daughter, except over here. That's my daughter. That's evil. Uh-huh. But, oh God, wouldn't you want to try? Yeah. Like you got to empathize with him, right?
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, she's not that different, you know, I mean, a little more of a temper. Yeah. You know, a couple of bad ideas, you know, a couple of bad whisper decisions. whisper at
2: people and break their collarbone. But other than that, she's really similar to the girl I remember.
1: Right. <laughs> Black Siren is a, is a murderer. My daughter was an alcoholic. I mean, you know, <laughs> bad things. who drank
2: two glasses of wine and took
1: some baby aspirin
2: a baby aspirin
1: yeah <laughs> i don't know what those pills were but it damn was a weird portrayal it was a strange time it was so strange um but you know i i don't know i i i think quentin he's just grown on me so much as a character yeah I, over the course of the series I don't, I don't want to take anything away from him he's so is the a lot of fun you know, you remember when we first started this show, we were like, we were just always complaining about Quentin being like, oh, my baby girl, my baby girl, oh no. Yeah. You know, like, every everything was a thing. Like, yeah. Everything was just like him sobbing about his daughters. He's actually grown. He's actually a real character now. They've actually fleshed him out. And uh, Paul Blackthorne is doing a great job, so. Yeah. I enjoy the crap out of that. Completely agree. <clears throat> um, stupid arm chip is stupid. But fine, whatever.
2: Arm uh, like arm chip as, is I, just like
1: written into how it,
2: it's written into the the like the DNA of the series. it, it that's that's I what we're dealing
1: with. And you know what? I knew you were going to say DNA of the show. I knew you were going to say something <laughs> like that. I knew you were going to say DNA <laughs> of the series or show. I absolutely did. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I say. But fine, it's it's fine. Whatever. I'm here to it's dumb, but you know, spine chip was stupid. Arm chip is stupid. Whatever.
2: Whatever. I kind of like it in a way where it's like so absurdly sci-fi that it's like something they're not even willing to explain. In a way, that's kind of (laughs) refreshing.
1: Well, that's a new take. Uh, But yeah, I I I don't know that I agree. But uh, if if stupid arm chip means that we don't have to see like close-ups of Diggle like with his hand shaking and him looking. Uh, wide-eyed at right. it as it shakes. It, that, I'm, I'm good. Let's yeah. just do stupid arm chip. I'm good I feel with like they wrote chip. themselves into a corner and then just had to find a stupid way out.
2: It culminated in a <coughs> cool shot of Oliver just tossing him a gun, and uh, I'm good with that. I'm quite good with that.
1: Yeah. Now uh Rick's story, old man Rick sixty eight over on Twitter says Arrow was good. I'm not digging the split team, but we'll see where it goes. The three why, uh the three whining about being tracked is getting old. Get over it already, you whiny bitches. Love that the showrunners haven't totally forgotten Huntress. Not as good as last season. Better than season four. Uh the arrow fight scene was glorious. I want to know if the stunt double did that entire long shot, or did Stephen Amell jump in and out of the shot. Either way, it was a really well choreographed piece of work. Well, generally on on those types of shots, they will have like parts where the you know the character runs beyond the just out of shot, out of frame, and they'll do like a swing by a wall, and that's usually where they cut mm-hmm. and bring in the next segment. Because oftentimes they don't even have the room to really like have one of those shots. Like it's usually like on different levels or, or in different places entirely. But, um, and obviously they have to like bring in stunt doubles to do a lot of stuff. So I, I'm, I'm get it did look like a great tracking, uh, you know, long shot, but, uh, I, I haven't like gone back and like really analyzed it, but I'm betting you there's a couple of really, uh, really obvious cuts if you know how to look for it
2: i I don't know there's a lot of opportunities for it to come in and out of frame but it looked very one shotty
1: yeah I, I mean I haven't gone I haven't had a chance to go back and look at it but uh there like, I don't remember seeing Stephen amel
2: no it was all the the costume
1: yeah it may have actually just been because it looked very handheld for real oh it like was it, looked- it
2: was literally like someone was, was like creeping running with him. through like near his left knee the entire time. Like mm. that was their their tracking. Was like, okay, I need you to run through this this little uh foxhole as close as you mm-hmm. possibly can to his left knee. Also, by the way, when this guy pins this guy on the wall with his right knee, I need you to fall back far enough for that to happen. Like it was it was a great shot. This was this was a really fucking fun scene to watch. Mm-hmm. Just like I, regardless of how they did it, it was a really cool scene to watch. It it was. I enjoyed the crap out of it. And I enjoyed the fact that it looked like someone that was almost kind of ducking below him to, to survive while <laughs> he took care of everyone involved. Yeah. Like, it looked like there was like somebody below him going like, "Oh, how are we going to get through this, brother? Just
1: follow me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that was such a weird... A weird usage of brother. <laughs> how are we gonna get through this, brother? Like, <laughs> like that's that's like what I heard.
2: <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but it was it was a really fun scene to watch. I, I I don't know how much of it is staged different ways, but damn, yeah, damn good stuff.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, for any. Uh... As I will say, usually, for any uh, for any week that Legends of Tomorrow isn't on, Arrow was the weak link here, I think, this, this time. and uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not willing to agree with that. Oh, what do you think was the weakest link?
2: I actually don't think there were weak links. I think this was all
1: oh a
2: pretty solid well. start to the rest of the season.
1: Okay. Well, glad for you. Good job, man. <laughs> Good job on not being a negative Nelly like on myself. On my making
2: that happen. Oh, oh. oh just, yeah. Just my being negative. Okay.
1: Yeah. Good job on getting yourself in the, into the right uh, headspace to adequately enjoy.
2: <laughs> you you put so much <laughs> honest upon me. I, I I just it's it's more it's more I kind of enjoyed myself this week and I was okay with it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's okay too. I mean.
2: I love how you know degrading you sound about like, oh, it's okay that you like this thing. You poor <laughs> child. No. <laughs> Don't mean it that way.
1: <laughs> you innocent bastard.
2: <laughs>
1: you naive Rube. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not how I meant it at all. It's you know. Don't don't look in don't, don't don't look too deeply into the fact that I had that terminology right on top of my brain. Right, right, uh, ready so to throw. So don't look out at there.
2: words for meaning. Gotcha, you
1: doddering fool.
2: Words don't have meaning. <laughs> cool, I understand. I
1: think that's going got to do it for this episode. How do you feel, man? Let's do it. All right. So you can find us dconscreen.com. dot com. Uh we have every episode there for free. There's no premium service uh for that yet. Mm hmm. Okay. Um There are also no plans, so don't worry. But uh, you know, FOMO. Don't miss out, guys. hmm Um on the thing that's gonna be there for for a while. one day. Yeah. Oh, dconscreen.com for all those episodes. Uh, you can also find our, the links to all of our other social media stuff through there. But, uh, we do tweet, uh, the show tweets at DC on screen. I tweet at David C. Robertson and, uh, we are on Facebook. You can leave reviews on Facebook if you like, or you can go to iTunes, which would be great. I mean, if you like the show, you want to help us out, be amazing. Um, yeah, we're going to come back on probably Tuesday with uh, some, some news in opinions. News that we shall opine over. And uh, that's a real word, right? Oh, opine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure. We make up so many words. I just want to make sure. No, that's um, literally the only thing we do, is that verb. <laughs> well, we, we, we report some stuff. I mean, super late, but... Anyway, it, it, like we condense yeah. bad reporting
2: down to some reporting. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. So, condense no it until, uh-huh. until next
1: time. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Juergens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a Maladjusted production. Visit Maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.
0: To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale.
1: Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a
0: win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because GEICO gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim.
1: That's going to be a nail-biter.
0: Nope. The GEICO team is there for you 24-7.
1: Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. GEICO is awesome, baby, with a capital A.
0: GEICO. Great service without all the drama.